This week, I am joined by a special guest as we talk all Dragon Ball Super on this holiday edition of the Big Eyes Podcast. Welcome, guys, to a special episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. Um, man, today, special guest. Uh, this is the biggest crossover of the decade, a very late um, entry of it. My brother, my friend, um, you also know him as the host of many different podcasts, The Lookout, The A-Show. Uh, man, Mills, welcome. I am here. Thank you for having me. First of all, I'm glad to be here on the Big Eyes podcast, especially as someone who's now like trying to foray into manga and trying to keep up with it as actively as I can, um, which is actually pretty active because I've started now every week and now we're in this lull period where apparently everything on my Viz Media says 15 days until the next one and I'm yeah. crying on the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that the other I was like, God dang, like 15 days. So I'm like, what I'm gonna talk about? Like everything is just on hold right now. So here's what you can talk about. You can talk about everything you don't talk about on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, because we are definitely dedicating this episode to you know what what we know best, what you know, the a lookout slash uh big eyes podcast collaboration is gonna be, and that's Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super has been, first of all, the fact that uh, the fact that it's not back yet in anime form is still upsetting to me. It's actually still upsetting to Jeff too. I'm sure if Jeff will hear, he would let you know that it's also upsetting to him. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Jeff is sitting meditation style somewhere, just like waiting. Like he's getting his chi up for when it actually returns. Oh, easily. We're 100% doing that. And we're fully prepared, especially with the lookout. You know, if you listen to the lookout on Tuesday earlier this week, you'll know that we had a big announcement that the lookout will not only just be a Dragon Ball podcast anymore. We will be covering all animes. We'll be covering all sagas. We'll still do it in the saga format, um, I think, because it's just cool to chop things up in that sort of fashion and be able to zip around a lot of different things. Um, but we'll be covering all types of anime, so it should be fun there. But we are mostly been waiting on Super to come back. Like, I'm not even sure if this would have happened this quickly if Super was already back. But yeah, here we are. Um, we've both been keeping up with the manga and seeing all the events that occur and realizing that this arc that we're currently in, which is, I believe, the Galactic Patrol Prisoner or Galactic Prisoner Patrol or something, the GPP. Yeah. The GPP, <laughs> yes. Um, um, this arc is definitely all about 12 and, you know, Galactic 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you know, how are you overall right now? How are you just feeling about about the art and like just more like a villain and like overall how are you feeling about this art i think just in general you know i like where it's going it's surprisingly longer than i thought it would be um considering i mean these are still manga so it's kind of like okay i get it um considering now like i've just started getting into mangas more so as um i started with the lookout because i wanted to make sure i know what the hell i'm talking about considering 
I'm, you know, getting and in, foraying into this kind of community that I'm kind of new to. Jeff is kind of real, you know, he's been exposed to for quite some time. I'm kind of new to it. I'm reading up on a whole bunch of stuff to get context and a lot of different things. But this is going long. Like, this is going much longer than I thought it would be. And it's getting interesting. I'll say that, especially as now. I love the parts thus far that we've seen with like the new Namek and then the new villain kind of getting a preview of the new villain before we get the full on fight. Like, and then, you know, just creating them taking a step back from the whole, okay, yeah, this is a new villain thing, but they kind of cool things down for the last few chapters and taking a step back and was like, okay, we're preparing for something. But in the meantime, here's your favorite b-sides also yeah, <laughs> falling short <laughs> of of being great once again yes it is definitely one of those things where um they they give the the b you know b-side characters the other z fighters they give them like a, a slight moment of shine yeah and they're just like okay let's really back in like remember who you are like hold, yeah. up, hold up you're you're not vegeta and you're not goku so yeah i mean i think even they make it explicitly known, even the characters themselves, that they're also waiting for Vegeta and Goku. So we don't have to feel particularly bad for admitting that we're also waiting for Vegeta and Goku, because I think everyone is in on the joke at this point. Like, yeah, we don't know Krillin, Piccolo and Gohan, unfortunately, aren't going to be the saviors of this arc. Um and I think it couldn't be even more clearer than with this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so this chapter starts off, like, it, it pretty much picks up where that cliffhanger left off. Where we're wondering who is this Mirror's character because you see Wiss and the Grand Priest, they're talking. Um, this is the end of last chapter. You no, know, they're kind of, you no. Know, Wiss pulls up on the Grand Priest and it's like, yo, what's up with Mirrors? And yeah. uh, it kind of ends like that. And so this chapter picks up right back off and we figure out that Miris is an angel or an angel in training. Hmm. Weiss was snitching. Big snitching. Oh, yeah. He definitely was. He put up quick, though. Like, he was he, like, y'all sure he able to do this? Because, you know, he about to, like, fight with people and he not supposed to be doing that. I just wanted to check because I know I'm not supposed to be doing that. So I want to make sure he can't do it either, because if, if this is what we're doing, then it is the whole. <laughs> then I didn't, I didn't sign up for the right angel, Dad. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> it was like his training program is way different. You know, it's just he gets to be those. a cop in his spare time, <laughs> and I'm up here like making sure a cat gets his 39 years <laughs> of rest. Like, <laughs> it was definitely one of those things where it's like you have a um. You see your parents act way different with your younger siblings. Of course. And you're just like, yo, like, what? what is this? Like, you did not let me do this when I was at, like, this age. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, we're all cool, and this is all good, willy-nilly. So he definitely pulled up, and he definitely snitched on uh, <laughs> on Maris because, um, we, you know, we figure out a little bit more about the angelic law mm-hmm. of, you know, they have to stay completely neutral in terms of just the affairs of of man and all these things but Miris is definitely pushing that line first of all becoming a you know a police officer which you know you can't really be like 
you're not supposed to really be biased when you're an angel you're kind of supposed to let things happen but by by virtue of being on the side of justice as what they determine i mean justice at this point um when it comes to an angel is very like uh what's the right word i think it's very hmm I guess it's based on a matter of opinion and perspective and kind of how you look at it. It's subjective. Yeah. That's the word I wanted to use. It's subjective um, when you're an angel, but when you're a galactic patrol officer, it's like there's clearly lines between good and bad, and you're clearly crossing those lines by interfering with a whole yeah. bunch of fate that's happening. Yeah, definitely. And he, you know, and we even see in you know, a previous chapter him like stop a crime, you no, know, like him, you know, intervene, and so. It's a uh, yeah. It's it's weird to see him have to be an angel, and then this is the cover that he chooses of, you know, having to be you know being a galactic patrol officer, where it's you obviously have to defend good and and stop evil, yeah. and you know, very very weird choice by him to this is the profession that he wants to choose as his cover, mm-hmm. but uh, so yeah, so definitely you know, Wiz pulls up Grand Priest. He's like you know. Mirrors is, is starting. He, they're both are like, you know, he's starting to cross that line where he he's not being, you know, completely neutral in things where he's starting to have a bias and starting to grow. And we yeah. figure out that if you break the angelic laws, you disappear without a trace, um, which seems very harsh for <laughs> angels to um, No, that That's a very harsh consequence, I feel, for angels. Just like you know what, like if you, you know, if you start to cross that line or start being biased, you're just you're gonna disappear off of it, or just refuse to exist anymore. Yeah, I mean, the, we're continuing. We continue to want to know about what makes an angel, why they're so suspicious, why they're the only ones who can't really die, and we get you know a lot of context in terms of how all that actually occurs. So you know, not a not completely a useless chapter, but um, actually a lot of good development in this chapter, I would probably say. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, with development, we, you know, we jump to Yard Rat, uh, where Vegeta is currently training. Um, and, you know, I liked that they introduced Yard Rat again. And I like that that's where Vegeta chose to train just because you know it you know it connects back all the way to dang was uh the trunks arc right or the end of the yeah arc where he dealt with the end of yeah end of freezer beginning of trunks kind of like that weird line where i guess it was the end of the freezer arc but technically freezer's still alive so i guess it might still be his arc but it's also like trunk shows up so it's like okay but it definitely um, brings you back to Yardrat. And, you know, they've even talked about it a little bit. I mean, we got the Universe 2 in the Tournament of Power. Um, they have Universe 2 has their own Yardratians, or maybe they're just in Universe 2. I, I, I clearly can't keep <laughs> up at this point. But I like that they bring it back as well. Um, I'm not sure. It To me, it's still very like, huh, I wonder why he chose that. Um out of all places, did he just want to learn instant transmission? Is there something about Yardrats that he knows that we don't know particularly? Um, but it was interesting that he chose that place and just interesting in general because I think one thing that has distinguished Super from a lot of other arcs, and I've you know, we've been co- I've 
we've been covering Dragon Ball Z on the lookout thus far is that Vegeta actually is taking training from other people instead of training by himself. So for him to go out and reach out these places and actually have the, you know, the wherewithal to discipline and all the other stuff and being trained by people to me is just like leaps and bounds of where he was at before. Yeah, definitely. And one other thing is like they keep, I think one reason why they probably chose Jarrett is to keep this thing between Vegeta and Goku of this competition of I'm trying to know Vegeta's goal still is to be better than Goku. Mm-hmm. And for him to go somewhere where Goku has trained and in a sense outperform him there is kind of still tying into that. But one thing I do like that they are doing is Goku's and Vegeta's transformations, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. are now on different paths. Yeah. Because, you know, Vegeta has accepted there's some things that he's probably not gonna be able to like, you know, they're not gonna give Vegeta Ultra Instinct. You know, and he's even admitted to like I probably won't be able to do that. Uh so he's going this different route of trying to become stronger. So he goes to like, you know, Yarat to do the spirit training as um in this chapter you see him uh you know the 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 heavy yard right and um, he pretty much just like you know, your spirit has been become more polished and more like stronger than Kakarot's. And you know, you, you see that moment of go uh, Vegeta's being like, Well, yeah, no, of course, like, I, of course, my spirit is gonna be better. I'm cut from a different cloth than, than Goku. Yeah, it's a you know, it's interesting just based on I say the way they choose to define now strength and power and all this other stuff, because as opposed to it being kind of your power level is now a million times stronger than it was before. They're like, Oh no, your spirit is stronger. Now your resolve <laughs> is stronger. Now you can ultra instinct isn't about power level. It's about like, like it's this technique where you, your body and mind and your body is, you know, is kind of separated from your mind and they act independently as you kick people's ass and all this other stuff like that. <laughs> and it's interesting how they are finding kind of new ways to employ different techniques and um, change the power scale from what it was in Dragon Ball Z was essentially of like, if your power level was higher, you were essentially stronger, faster, smarter, all types of different things. Um, so I like that. And I like the little yard rat, uh, I like the yard rat thing. I think it's going to make, you know, purely for me as a lookout person who wants the anime to come back so I can also talk about it. I think it's going to make for hilarious stuff just by how serious Vegeta is and how silly these people look. Um, no offense to yard rats who may have listened <laughs> to this podcast. Um, but how silly they look. But yeah, I mean, his spirit, his resolve is apparently like umpteen times stronger now. <laughs> and they waste zero time too of showing us that increase of power because um, as we know right now, Moro's goons are out of the universe and they are pretty much, you know, looking at different planets and just like what planets have good energy that we can feed this man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Moro's goons, they pull up on Yard Rat, and immediately you see Vegeta in a battle against one of them named Yuzan. And off rip, first move, 
Vegeta <laughs> Vegeta shoots a blast and even he's surprised about how much power he is like outputting in this. Oof. You know, he you know, he has this moment where you know he you know he got the finger gun going. Right. You know, Galagon on Extendo, my god. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? He had, <laughs> extension clip on it he had the red <laughs> on it like you know he came in there with just a dusty little you know when he first pulled up and then now you know he pulls up and the energy ball is ridiculous he, he's just like oh what is this like this is overkill like even for me yeah so you know it, and you just automatically offer him you see the increase in power of vegeta and even you know it, it's such a you know I think Vegeta's surprised because he's just like, I think it's more so just like, dang, just even if I cleaned up my spirit a little bit, this is how much more power I can output. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think, I think his time on Yara is, is definitely showing off. It is showing off. And, you know, you get this cool little battle where you get to just see his growth and how much further he has progressed ahead. And he hasn't even learned any special technique yet, as they have said. You know, this is just straight off pure, you know, just getting his chakras realigned. You know, he's on his, you know, he's there listening to Janae Aiko, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing doing whatever they do on Yard Rat. You know, I don't know what psychedelics they're giving him, what special herbs and teas. And you know, you, you're you're just seeing just how that little tweak is now going to set him far ahead than where he was before. And probably most importantly of his growth, he didn't kill anybody. <laughs> oh, he did it. He did not. Yeah. I think I think in any other circumstances, he would have murked them into he would have discovered he got new power, would have been talking <laughs> wild crazy, and then he would have murked them and smiled about it. He didn't kill anyone. I mean, unfortunately, they killed themselves. Um, but he didn't kill oh, anyone. Man. Their death was so like <laughs> it was so self-inflicted. Like, yeah, it like was just, you know, doing, out of stupidity, of course. Yeah, it was just doing way too much, and then it just came and backfired on him. Yeah, that's uh, why I think this is this why I think this is going to be funny. Like, it's cool now reading this, but I think when we get to the anime part, when they be able to implore all, include all that music and all the various things, I think this is going to be really, really funny and some really, really good stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think it is too. I think it really just dies into the the complete difference in personality of you know of Vegeta and where he's at you know being around the you know being on Yard Rat being around these people who are just completely opposite of Vegeta in a sense of just these little goofy little things and Vegeta's this very serious very like literal human being and he's having to kind of take a step away from that yeah yeah and oh and you have to you have to see him lighten up a little bit but yes, that is true. He did not kill anybody. And that is very surprising because old Vegeta definitely would have figured out he had this new power and would have completely went overkill on everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, he's but you do see his um this really good moment where he figures out um that they are going the world's heading to Earth. Yeah. And you and once again, you start to see the the power of Vegeta just grow because he's like, you know, I could feel Earth's energy even on thousands of miles away. And he's like, you know, these guys are okay. And he's very level-headed. He's very cool about it of, you know what, I'm going to stay here until pretty much I have to go. 
uh, once again, a very un-Vegeta characteristic of making a cool level-headed decision. So I, I think his time on Yara is it's changing him. It's changing him a bit. And you you've kind of continued to see the growth of Vegeta like personality throughout Super. Um, you know, you could like he gets these little moments of like you see him humbling himself or like just being really uh just level headed about the decisions that he makes and the things that he do. You know, for where you can see a Vegeta that just spazzes out because you know he's angry. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're one hundred percent right. Like, it, this could have, this would have ended up. Oh, if this had been ten years earlier, if this was the Vegeta, <laughs> the young Vegeta, you know, the young Marcy Projects Vegeta, it would have been a different story. But you know, we're here. He lives, you know, wherever the hell Hove lives now, uh, with his beautiful rich wife and all these other things. Maybe Vegeta's closer to Jay Z than we all realize. Maybe he wait, lost ninety something <laughs> bricks. <laughs> And those were the Dragon Balls. Yeah, the bricks were the Dragon Balls. He done lost the Dragon Balls so many times. He's done been through so many different things. He is Jay Z now. Yeah, is he Jay Z? Does he get like the reformed dreads too? Maybe what if a he little comes bit. Back from Yarnat with the with just a couple of twists. I you know what. I wouldn't be mad at it. I'd be like, listen, his spiritual journey has led him to somewhere else that we. Maybe we should just respect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, just, he just comes back with one of the just like one really long dread with the bead at the end of it. No I'm one said anything. Just pe- no. people just accept it. Yeah, yeah, I would. So, um, we uh, so after that we get a quick glimpse into what Moro is doing right now and. He senses Vegeta's energy, and he kind of senses what's going on. He's like, "Oh, yeah!" He starts getting excited. He starts being like, "Oh man, these guys, these guys are growing. These guys are getting better." Because remember, he gave them two months to train. And as as one thing I really love about Dragon Ball Super is that they give these really odd amount of times for mm-hmm. to like allow someone to train and get better. Yeah. I think everyone is at this point. I mean, Moro's out here, apparently, like, his version of training is, like, I'm eating planets for two months. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so you get, like, all three training montages of, like, Vegeta doing his thing, and then Moro's out here on his planet, and he's like, I'm just eating planets for two months. Like, just point me to a planet, I'm eating it, I'm just getting stronger, because I know they're getting stronger, um, so I have to get stronger, and, you know, so... I'm I don't look crazy when they eventually show up. Yeah. And you know, start to see the more he eats, the younger and you know, stronger he starts to look. When we first met Moro, he was like this brittle old man and now he has like you know, he's completely toned out, he's completely ripped. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, I, going, all yeah, that. skin is completely glowing right now. It's like I he's he's definitely he's eating well. You could definitely say that. He's he's been eating well. 100%. Um, and at the end of this, we you know, we get that little quick glimpse tomorrow. It's kind of like, all right, I'm gonna continue to eat these planets. And after that, we see Miris and Goku, and they're about to they're reaching their final moments of training in another hyperbolic time chamber. And I'm starting to wonder how many of these things exist. 
as many as they want to build, but I don't know where this one came from. But you know, <laughs> I, yeah, Beerus definitely pulled up to. It was just like, hey, I got this little secret spot. Uh, I'm gonna take us to. Yeah, driving back, you know, taking back roads all the way there, and he pulls up and goes like, "I've been one of these things before." The heck, of course. He's like, this how did you a- get one? I'm more interested in how Weiss just showed up. I was just like, huh? Okay. I didn't thought this was in another dimension, but you know, maybe some are jankier than others. Um, I I, I don't know. Yeah. I, this is like, um, which one is it? Rocky three. When Apollo Creed takes Rocky to the hood to train. Mm-hmm. And this is, this I think this is that moment of like, Chris takes Goku to like the hood. He takes him to somewhere he has not trained before. Yeah, one hundred percent. That oh is one of those moments. You know, I like I like the training sequence. They still haven't really shown us like the true the true reach of Goku's new strength, which is I'm sure they're just saving that because it's Goku and it's like, well, just prepare to be surprised and just know that anything happens, it's because he's Goku. Um <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And I, I think I mean that's that's Dragon Ball for you in yeah. just general. Just like Goku, just you know, you really don't see it until it happens, and you're just like, yeah. Well, how did this happen? You're just like, It's Goku, like it's bound to happen. You know, yeah. he, he really gets no explanation other than it's Goku, yeah, other than it's Goku, it just explains to happen. But this entire, I, I like how the entire training session is kind of preempted by Whis, and that's kind of where we get all the information about. Everything that everyone has suspected, if you've been watching the manga, if you've been watching people on YouTube, if you've been watching everything, everyone at this point has suspected that Maris is an angel. Um, yeah. And we kind of get the whole, like, where Goku's like, huh? What? I thought, <laughs> but huh? What? But it's always, it's always this funny thing, though, where... All for it, Vegeta was already suspecting something was up with Mirrors. When, yeah. Even when they first met, Vegeta's like, Dog, there's something off about this guy. And Goku's like, damn, who are you talking about? This dude's yeah, like, what are you talking about? He just seems like a strong guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's just strong. What do you mean? Vegeta's like, bro, don't you, he's unreasonably strong. Like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, oh, well, it's nothing. <laughs> so, but, you know, they're about to, you know, they're about to go full power. And then we definitely pulls up. And he does that thing that siblings do to their younger siblings where they catch them right before they're about to do something bad and just about to go too far. And he pulls up and he's like, what are you doing? That's enough. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's like, yo, you, you've done enough. You're about to do something where you're about to get your angel card revoked. Um, Apparently they're brothers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, okay, maybe, maybe they're all related somehow. I don't know. I don't know. Grand like Grand Priest is the dad, and I'm, he's he's out here just. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, he's Grand Priest getting it in, I guess, because all <laughs> these guys are somehow related and somehow all connected with each other. But mm-hmm. you know, he you know he gets them. I'm still wondering how he was able to just like pull them out of the time the chamber. Time chamber. Yeah, yeah, that isn't really explained. <laughs> but you know what? Sure. <laughs> this is about to go full out go like you know one last fight before they have to leave oh and apparently they, they left the up. chamber oh i'm reading it now apparently they left the chamber oh, okay they left the chamber and went outside 
That's how. Okay. But I still feel like he would have pulled him out anyway. He would have went in the chamber and was just like, all right, let's get out of here. Come on. Come on. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, come on. You guys, come on. Yeah. What let's you guys scoop doing? him up. Come on. Just just wrap it up. Wrap it up. Guys. Put your you suit on and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Grab stuff. Grab everything. Make sure yeah. you know, put stuff back and found it. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, so Wizard definitely did that. But, you know, you pull up and Goku pretty much figures out that, you know, Mirus is an angel, an angel in training. And with is like, all right, Mirus, you have done enough. You are, you're starting to, to wild out a bit. It's time to go home. Like your, your job here is done. And Goku's like, okay, well, I guess. And they leave and they leave us with this little funny bit where Goku has to fly, you know, fly the little shit back home after they leave. And he's like, how am I supposed to fly this thing? And it's funny because we've seen Goku drive before as your yeah. favorite episode ever of Dragon Ball Z. It is. That uh, is we, know that, <laughs> we know that Goku has zero ability to drive. I think he crashed. I mean, not to say that you can't show up without crashing the ship, but <laughs> when he returned after the whole Frieza debacle and it was just like, he showed up like mad far from where Frieza was at anyway, and also mad late. <laughs> so <laughs> that also, you know, brings up my suspicion that he also cannot drive anywhere or anything. But um, yeah, I mean, you know what? It's a funny end. I think this chapter has been the most substantial in quite a couple chapters since probably when they fought um moro the last time um not that yeah. i haven't enjoyed the previous ones because i kind of like i kind of like the whole prisoners thing and the prisoners getting freed and then they all kind of get their little like you know little separate like oh we got a moment where we get to fight these people and etc etc i kind of like that um yeah i think the prisoner touch was definitely a i think that was a cool thing to see because it kind of i think it added a an extra layer to the danger, like nothing too much, you know, nothing like, you know, there not just another like threat to destroy the world, but it's kind of like, okay, now we have to stop all these prisoners. And it kind of is the extra Z fight or something to do. So you can still have them incorporated. So I do yeah. think the thing was definitely a, was a good touch. Um, but yeah, this was definitely, I feel one of the more meaningful chapters that we have seen in a little, like, I think in a, like the past two, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think it's and then it's kind of they released monthly, so I know that they can they have to pretty much fit in a lot of information with these monthly chapters. But this one, I definitely feel that it was it was just a good layout of just you gauge where everybody is really at now, mm-hmm. and it really helps set up to like okay now when these. No, when these three finally meet up again, like, you know, what's gonna happen next? I agree. I agree. So, you know, do you think we get another a new transformation, or do we see Goku just completely master Ultra Instinct, and we we see him pull I that out the back again? A much more mastered version of Ultra Instinct. The fact that Vegeta could go to another level, and then Goku can go to another level, and they're supposed to fight them at the same time. Um, to me kind of seems like an overkill but also i feel like one will reach before the other vegeta um <laughs> and then um one will 
be in much more trouble than the other vegeta and then <laughs> one of the others will show up and kind of even the odds and potentially save the day goku um so that is just my prediction for Dragon Ball Super in 2020, which is roughly the same old thing that's been happening for the last 25 years or 30 years or so. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, this was a fun chapter. This was a fun. This was very, very fun. I liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Same here. I definitely enjoyed this chapter. Um, it it kind of gave kind of gave everything you kind of like want in a Dragon Ball Z or like a Dragon Ball Super episode or like a chapter of, you know, people don't understand how funny Dragon Ball really is sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they definitely gave you that, like that humor that they usually give you, but it gives you some good, like character development, especially on Vegeta's end. I think like, I don't, I think they've been putting a lot of energy towards of growing Vegeta. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's and a, it, It's a lot. And it's definitely helped with the story, I feel. It's definitely given him some like more depth, more kind of these things that you can you can play off because you know before it was Vegeta's the angry guy that just wants to be strong. And then now mm-hmm. it's kind of grown more into like, oh, like you kind of see him, like you said, his resolve has grown. He's you no know, his personality has kind of changed. You see him being making different decisions. So uh right. you no, know, uh, that this chapter, really good. Very excited for the next chapter. Do you think the we get the first battle or do we get another filler? No, we get another filler, 100%. <laughs> we get them showing up and everyone's showing up and everyone's having conversations about what happened, what's going on. Everyone's refreshing each other. I think as they're building up to this intense battle, they're not going to give it to us immediately, but they're going to essentially build up the stakes for it on all levels and make sure at least one person shows up so people don't completely die i feel like at the end of the next chapter one of them will show up if not okay. both of them one of them will definitely show up yeah definitely i, I could see that happening uh it would be very unlike them to just like give us what we want off rip oh yeah easily they're gonna definitely stretch this out until maybe they maybe they're filling us valentine's day and they give us something in february i don't know yet i don't know either man i can't tell you yes but my man, Mills, thank you so much for pulling up on the Big Eyes podcast once again. Uh, you know, where you know, people know where they can yes. find you. Yes, they can find me at Mills TV on Twitter. You can also follow RNC Radio Live on Twitter just to stay up to date on everything. I've got to always push the brand before myself. Yeah. Um, but you can follow me at Mills TV. And if you want to talk about these chapters and stuff, I got plenty. I got for days, man, like for days. Yes, definitely hit us up. If you guys want to talk about the chapter, um, follow me on Twitter at Jamal SLM. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, this was fun. This and was I'm fun, really man. excited for like you and the lookout. You guys are expanding on different animes. And yeah, this is this is definitely a, a partnership that's about to be long, long lasting. I agree. And this is it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun in in, in 2020. So um, that's all we're looking for. We're also just trying to make a whole bunch of other things just fun for 2020. But yeah, I mean, I've unfortunately, I've got to run. Yes. I've got podcast number three to record <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Yes. Um, but Ooh, I appreciate the man stays it. working. The man stays working. So this has been fun um yeah and you know 
I'll, I'll let you beat the outro. I always forget that this isn't my podcast. Oh, no, you're all good. Uh, <laughs> once again, man, thank you, Mills, so much for showing up. Guys, if you're listening, follow us, RNC Radio Live on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. Stay Plus Ultra. Peace. <laughs>